Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet. And it's Mel. So today's episode is about modern day dating. This is a topic that we've kind of touched upon in past episodes, but we continuously get a lot of people writing in with various questions and things that they want to discuss with us. We have a lot of private conversations about dating because we're in our 20s and 30s. So we're just going to dedicate an episode to this and kind of covering some questions that people had submitted in. Let's just get started then. The topic of dating, first of all, how do you meet someone? In today's world of mobile apps, that's become a very common way that people meet people, right? All right, so Jan and I are the both single ones. We obviously use dating apps to meet people. But on the dating apps, a main way for us to kind of gauge if we're interested is communication through text, right? Mm -hmm. So is there a certain style you like a guy to text to make you feel like, oh, I'm interested? Or there's something that he says, you're like, no, I'm not interested. I generally just like having someone talk to me, period, because that's really <laughs> uh, No, but in all seriousness, I feel like the longer that apps are around and the more saturated they become, it's really hard to get a guy to just engage in conversation. Mm. And, and usually now because like I would rather someone else start. Like I might for Bumble where you have to reach out, but generally like if the guy sends me a message nowadays, it's like, hi, or like, you know, very kind of basic like, how was your date? Which is, I'm totally guilty of that too. When I have to start a conversation, sometimes I'm just very like kind of bland about it. But even the ones where they they kind of make more of an effort, I feel like the conversations just kind of like die. So what is an example of someone who's made a good effort or mm-hmm. said more than hi and you were interested in what they were saying for their greeting? Actually, now that you asked me that question, I realize a struggle that I have is that the ones I'm interested in only say hi and then the ones that have more conversation, I'm not really interested in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not because of the conversation, but it's like like we connected and I was like, eh, oh, kind man. of. And then it just wasn't enough to... So I, you went on a yeah. date recently. How did he start off that conversation? Was he also a high guy? Do I need to look... I a high guy? <laughs> <laughs> was he high? <laughs> Oh, he unconnected with me already. Yeah, the high, then you had the bye. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember why I met up with him, though. Were you? Let's be real. Maybe you were attracted to him enough to be like, all right, I'm down to meet you in person. Yes. So was it more that you were attracted to his photos? and? Yeah, I thought he was physically attractive. And then also his 
background. Like he had written that he was like an editor for CBS, like documentary type stuff. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. He seemed cultured. And we actually didn't have very much conversation, but it just, I think those things for me checked the boxes and he mm. didn't do anything to fuck up the conversation. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so it's more like you have to be physically attracted and yeah. he, he has to seem interesting on paper. Yeah. So as long as he doesn't say anything that is like so extra yeah that makes you not like him then you're gonna give him a chance yes most yeah. likely and actually now so now I'm, my memory is jogging i do remember he we had a really hard time scheduling a meetup because he was like working on a project that was really unpredictable but he was very like communicative during that process mm-hmm. and i could tell that like the way he was responsive like he cared enough to he respected mm-hmm. my time and he wanted to meet up so i was like okay now that we're talking about this in my head i'm envisioning that this is like in dating i feel like your partner the person you're interested in has kind of hit different types of thresholds right mm-hmm. like physically he has hit a certain threshold communication wise he's hit a certain threshold like on paper he has hit a certain threshold right but like if the levels of those thresholds vary the one has to be higher than the other like for example let's say one guy i find super super attractive but he's just really bad at communicating like mm-hmm. my attraction in general just goes down mm-hmm. but if he's like yeah. if i'm like okay with him and like he's like i'm not super attracted to him, but i find him okay like right. decent and he's such a smooth talker and like we just click really well i'm more inclined to meet up yes. but then i think what i'm recognizing now when i'm on the dating apps or when i was on it is like i feel like i tell myself to be more open and so i'm like i swipe yes and then so i'm like i'm not super super attracted to the guy right away i had this guy i was talking to i thought he was like kind of attractive but i wasn't super super into him on paper, he was okay. And then the way he would communicate with me, it's like every day he'd be like, happy Wednesday. Happy Monday. Just like, You're like, no shit, it's a Wednesday. No <laughs> yeah. shit, it's a Monday. But it's like, I get it because he's like being really nice. But in my head, I was like, I personally like witty banter and someone fun. And I'm the girl that when I match up with a guy, I literally asked him, I was like, what are three things you always have in your grocery basket? Mm. Because it's just like, I'm tired of this, the simple highs. I mean, it's nice sometimes, but... The you want to go past the politeness. You want to get to Exactly. Know that, yeah. And I think the simple highs work if you meet someone in person and then the text message follows that. Versus mm. I think on a dating app, we put so much pressure on everything has to be like spark right away or else right. it's like everything falls flat. But then I wonder also for certain people, like they have certain phrases that they say to everyone. So do mm. you want to be fed these like phrases that they just copy and paste That's to true. everyone else right? i mean yeah. i don't mind okay if it's a phrase like oh like hey baby blah 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 then like ill but then this reminds me of an episode of master of none when aziz ansari's character is on the dating apps and he literally copy and pasted hey i'm going to whole foods want me to pick something oh, up yeah. for you <laughs> and that was really funny you yeah. know so if something like that i mean i don't mind because then yeah. it's like it depends on the girl's response back. If she's good and plays along, then, then maybe you guys have a connection. Yeah. If that's she's true. Just, like, that's doesn't. true. And then how he follows up with that. Exactly. You know, that's going to be a good indication of whether or not you're attracted to him too. So when someone asks a question that feels very creative like that, then I also feel like I'm being tested, which I understand Ooh. where that's coming from. Ooh, but then, yeah. I, then I, it makes you kind of more aware of your answer and the way that you answer. Mm-hmm. And then for the guys, then if you know that a girl can catch that, she could also be constructing the answer she thinks you want to hear versus answering uh, honestly. That's true. Oh, so, God. Like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Like, what happened to the simple hello? That doesn't work anymore. I prefer the simple hi now. (laughs) I feel bad because it makes me feel like, damn, like, I'm expecting other things now. But, okay, so give an example of one that has failed for you recently, Mel. Because you met someone during Halloween, right? And then (laughs) you you sent us a screenshot of your conversation. It was just... It went downhill quickly. All right, so I didn't meet this guy online. So we were at this Halloween party. I meet this guy, and we're just talking. And in, per- in person, like, he was, like, kind of funny, kind of nice. But then he kind of lied about his age right away. 
Yeah. Oh, what did he say? For his, so they're giving out free soju at this event. And I was like, aren't you a little young to be serving soju? He's like, oh, I'm 24. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, how old are you? I was like, I'm, I'm 27. He's like, oh, I'm 29. I'm like, why are you, what? Why, why are you retracting you your age? How did you suddenly grow five No, exactly. So I was like, uh, okay. And then I was like, kind of just poking fun at him. That's what I usually do. I was like, I was like, you're lying. Like, you're definitely not 29. He's like, no, 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 I am. And he pulls out his ID. And I was like, fuck, he's 29. So why did he lie in the first yeah. place? I'm thinking because that event, there's like other younger girls who are 24, 22. Uh, if you want to attract them but I'm I like see. I don't I mean I don't know that's true because 29 for them might feel too old yeah. yeah yeah okay that was okay but I remember he was trying to like he was trying to prove that he he wasn't just a soju bartender he's like I work full-time I'm an engineer and I was like oh, okay and he pulled out his work email to prove that oh too <laughs> I was like, okay shoot okay um, does he have practice trying to prove himself I mean, but <laughs> also I'm all if you guys know me I'm I tend to poke fun at people a lot just I guess like not test them but to see if a guy could Roll sure. with yeah, the punches like sometimes, yeah, yeah. and so maybe that's why he also did that. Long story short, he ended up getting my number. And so on Monday, he texted me and was like, what's your name again? No lie. I kind of forgot his name too. And I don't mind that you forget, but it's just like, that shouldn't be the first thing you text me. Or to say it in that way. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, abrasive. yeah, and I was kind of like thrown off by that. And then I was like, what's your name? He's like, you can find out on LinkedIn. I was like, okay, what? Like you're going to find me on LinkedIn now? Or like, what's Wait, going first on? first off, if you don't even know his first name, like how, how are you supposed to like, I don't know. That's he was like, what's your name again? I guess he wants to use my name to find out on LinkedIn. Also, who uses LinkedIn as their like mode of picking mode of like figuring like getting to know someone, right? Isn't it Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat? You could just stalk me privately and not even tell me all this stuff. (laughs) That's what I do. Like, you know what I mean? So I was kind of like, what? But is that a thing? Is that a common thing for people to ask for their LinkedIn? LinkedIn. No, that's just asking for your name. Isn't it? I do find that weird. It's like, for me, I think Facebook is kind of more personal. And yeah. Instagram yeah. is like, that's too, too personal. personal. Kind of, yeah. I don't know. But I just fucking weird. I don't know. But then he just like was really persistent on like, what's your name again? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't feel attracted to this, this conversation right You're now. You're not really winning me over. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Like, and I would ask him like, what's your name? Like, just to make sure I know my not, not calling you some random name. He's like, oh, you know my name. I was like, obviously I don't because I'm asking <laughs> you. So I think at that point I was like, you know what? This is what we're dealing with in yeah. modern day. It sounds like a terrible. And so, how did that conversation end? He kept texting me saying, "Like you know my name, silly." And I was like, "Oh God, like I don't know your name." He might be twenty-four. <laughs> Right, and then... Or younger. The guy that I went on a date with also had used LinkedIn as a way to connect with me, which I thought was... I thought it was because he was 40, so I'm like, maybe because he's older, that it's like the professional thing, but if a guy in his like I mean, 20s is also doing that... Is this a trend now that we don't know about? I mean, I definitely don't know about <laughs> so this trend. The next thing ask is like, oh, what's your Venmo? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I was going to say, like, so for the, the LinkedIn profile, I actually, I do look at people on LinkedIn as well. And I, because I'd rather be able to see who looks me up, I don't care if they know that I look them up. So I, I have it open and, and because it's also like, if I don't feel like it's a shameful thing, it's like, I'm educating myself on your background before, we, you know, we get... <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I need to update my LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, well, there's like nothing on there. Right that's now. okay. You're you're safe. You're, you're not single like us. We have to deal <laughs> yeah. with all this like, fucking shit. I guess overall, I'm someone that likes a guy who has witty banter. Yeah. Like I don't think all girls look for that. I'm not saying they have to always witty all the time, but someone that something that attracts me right away. Yeah. I mean, that's just a really weird conversation. It's like, okay, well, first off, I need to know your name so I can look you up, so I can like yeah. see what you do and all yeah. this stuff. And if you want to just end the conversation there, then. I just that's, thought there's other better it. approaches for like, if, especially if you meet someone in person, you can have been yeah. like, hey, like it was a great meeting last night. LOL. Do you still think I'm 24 or yeah. some shit like that? Yeah. Right. Damn. Yeah. I just gave you a fucking. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a conversation that went well? Like there was that witty banter and then did it somehow stop or not lead to a meetup? 
No. Oh, okay. So it's either there or it's not. Yeah, I think mm, so. Okay. Well, last time I can remember like a witty banter was maybe my, my ex-boyfriend or my fuckboy. Mm. He was really good at that. Yeah. Mm. But that ended up that way, you know? So, <laughs> so it has to be attractiveness and also good communication. It's charisma yeah. too. Banter. Ooh, you know, one way I've seen guys who will kind of get around this, and in a positive way, is uh, they'll do a phone call versus continuing text. I actually because love that. Because I like that, A, it's like it's a little bit more like traditional mm-hmm. and classic, but also it's like if you know you're not someone who's good at texting mm-hmm. back and forth, then and you know you're better at phone calls, then mm-hmm. you... So that's a solution for men. If you're like not going to playing this like, you know, texting game, then yeah. offer to Would to you ever do like a FaceTime or Google chat with That's them? a good question because I feel like I've had guys who try to push that and yeah. if I don't know them very well yet, it, I'd rather do phone first. Yeah. yeah. You know? I think it's also like, it's, it goes in steps. Like I think a FaceTime is like, whoa, versus the phone call yeah. like oh it's the next gradual step right, from right. Yeah, yeah. actually this reminds me Janet was the one that recommended a phone call when I was on the dating apps and I actually used it and the guy was like oh okay and that actually helped me go on a next date with him huh oh. so I think that step really helped me figure out like because you kind of figure out your flow of the conversation right. versus like texting can be on and off because like, if you're right. working because yeah. you can also pause for a long period of time before responding back yeah and then on that phone call this is like probably two years ago we end up having like an hour long conversation I was like this is worth a dinner to uh, move forward so I was like okay yeah hour long conversation on the phone yeah that is a date in a yeah I was like yeah. yeah so I think it worked out but the day just well whatever I just did well I'm not dating him right now so <laughs> actually what yeah why didn't that I think a tip you should have for yourself is when you meet a guy, I know you're nervous and you drink. I think I drink a little more. And so I think I kind of like clouded my actual feelings for the guy. I think I just wanted to be, wanted to have someone. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm really into him. But we actually really didn't connect. Mm, okay. But yeah, it didn't work out. I've actually, that's, I mean, carrying this on over into like when the assessment of like, should this develop into a relationship? I feel like I have gone so far as going on four to five dates with someone where like it was going well, but then we just mutually ghosted each other. Mm. And that's like a phenomenon that I don't know if anyone else is experiencing. Cause when I tell people this, they're like, that is so weird. Mm. But I've had this happen like two or three times now. And it was just like, I, I think cause it takes amount of time to like get to know each other. Yeah. And if you are both people who are like kind of being polite to each other, I right. guess it, you <laughs> just keep going. And then it's like, eh. Or do you feel like it's because after a number of dates, you start discovering things about each other that you yes. kind of don't like? Yes. And then you start focusing on those little things. And you're like, oh, maybe this person's not the right I don't know that it's even focusing on it, but yeah. it, I think it just takes time to get to know someone. So within like the first date, you might learn a thing that's like, eh, okay, I can let that go. Right. And then the second date, you might learn another thing. And then you're like, oh, wait, I don't know. But I still like them. So let's go out a third time. Mm-hmm. for And then you right. start, or even you just learn things about each other's lifestyles. Or between those times, I've maybe met their friends or they've met mine. So I think just the more information you gather, mm-hmm. you might start to sense like, okay, are, we're not the most compatible. Is it just easier for you guys to just like kind of politely ghost each other versus like hey i don't think things are working out my end like do you prefer that would you rather have it just kind of fizzle out or would would you rather have him reach out and say hey i think this is over so in these mutual ghost situations it works because we both obviously felt the same right yeah if it was someone i liked and they just pieced out i would obviously like i think i would reach out Mm. and then you know here here's how i would i would say i prefer that the guy just maybe not reach out again but if one of us reached out, we should offer each other the respect of the explanation. Mm. But without any prompt, it meant that we are both okay with it not continuing, right? Because mm-hmm. I've also made the mistake of if you jump the gun and you have that conversation, mm-hmm. then they might be offended sometimes because they, they would have rather it have just like... Mm, that makes or sense. like vice versa. I could see for me, like I was trying to figure out my feelings and I actually wasn't feeling that strongly now that you reject me. That could also make me be like, wait, yeah, like... 
<laughs> I can see that. I felt bad ghosting. Wait, do I ghost? You just ghosted this other guy. No? I know. Uh, okay, I, I think I sent a previous podcast. I'm not the type to ghost. If I go, it's like, if we're to go on a date with a guy and like we went past the texting phase and like we had a face-to-face interaction and it was leading towards something, I would make it clear like I don't want anything further not then i don't ghost but if it's like initial texting phase where it's like i haven't even met with you or we're not even trying to have a conversation i think i kind of lightly go i'm taking a step back i don't want to talk but then because right now i'm like do i even say anything to him say like no i just feel like that conversation is is done (laughs) okay all right so let's say you already went through those loopholes and those trenches of communication communication styles with the guy and you're interested in pursuing something more. How do you deal with yourself and your emotions when you have this new partner in your life? So that was actually, we had one listener who asked, how do you not jump too quickly to the conclusion that the person that you've met is the one? And then we had someone else write in and ask, or about the topic of when you can't catch feelings, but you want to. So that is basically meaning like, how do you allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to be able to feel for someone, but at the same time to not be so vulnerable that you get hurt a lot. And I think that that's actually something that, especially in the modern day dating world, we have a lot of apps and there's like so many people that float in and out. How do you balance that? I personally honestly don't have tips for that. I I feel like I definitely went through the phases of being too emotionally involved and then put up a wall pretty quickly. And I would, I would self-admittedly say I'm pretty jaded right now and I do have a pretty big wall up and it, it would, for the most part, like if someone's trying to talk to me, I'm on the defense right now. Mm. So sorry, I don't have better tips. <laughs> That's my reality. I think for me, the question for when you can't catch feelings, but you want to, when I think of that, I feel like you're just not interested then. Because yeah. I do think that in, like in college, I met guys who are my friends and I'm like, you're such a good catch and like, you're interested in me. And I was like, okay, let's go to dinner. And I would like, try to make myself like, like you. I'm like, please like him. Like he'd be mm. such a good person to date. Just doesn't get there. So I, I feel like that's just a sign saying that you're not interested in this person in a relation, in a romantic way. So it's just like, don't waste your time doing this. Right. So even if they're like perfect on paper and you're like, oh, we should be together. Right. But yeah. it, it, if the feelings aren't there, the feelings aren't there. Yeah, exactly. So you can be really good friends and maybe over time that does develop, but maybe it doesn't. Yeah, that is actually a very good insight. Maybe if you are not catching the feels, you just don't have them for this person. Right. Yep. I'm trying to put myself back to, because I haven't dated in a long time. <laughs> so <laughs> when I started really getting into a guy, I try not to text so much. I try oh, to have mm-hmm. them text me first to mm-hmm. make sure that they're invested so that I am not totally vulnerable to my feelings towards them. Yeah. But I try also not to ghost them, so it, it seems like I am interested. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have good... No, that's, that, no, that is true. Actually, the, tips for the communication is the one kind of tool that you have when you guys are getting to know each other, right? And mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how they feel and how you feel. And the right. frequency of communication and who initiates is mostly that's the tool that you use, right? So, I mean, but you also have to, I think, have a good amount of, like, self-control. Because mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of girls that will, the moment you feel something, you mm-hmm. know you, that you should let him text you first, but you're like, I can't help it. I need right, to, right, you know? right. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to say goodnight to me? No. So did you, how did you kind of, because you probably felt, like, the desire to, but then how I do did. you stave it off or, like, oh, I think I just try to distract myself by, like, doing something for myself instead of wanting to hang out with them like 24 7 so that maybe made me seem a little bit more interesting too because it seemed like i had a life away from it right so then he was curious about what i was doing during my day so then Mm. he would text me and say oh what are you up to instead of me texting him even though i wanted to text him yeah (laughs) yeah i think maybe that's a tip i think i am someone that once i'm in a relationship feelings are like instantly like they waterfall out of me and you guys know this like i think i had a tendency to be like this is it this is the one because i do 
my walls are so up in the beginning that when I when it comes crashing down, it literally comes like f- crashing to pieces and I'm more vulnerable. But that vulnerability comes with me thinking that this person's the one. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think even like, I'm still figuring out how to like not let manage myself emotions, yeah, yeah. manage it. Like it's weird because it's just like, I won't catch feelings for someone I don't have feelings for. But when I do have feelings, it's just like reining it in. It's difficult for me mm-hmm. because it's just like, everything just seems so perfect. So I don't, I mean, I'm still learning because I don't really know yet. I feel like the good relationships I've had are the ones that I didn't initiate very much, but it was also because I just was, I didn't really like them that much, but if somehow it worked really well, Ooh, like it was maybe, like the love developed kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Or maybe it's because then you don't have high expectations mm, for them. That's true. And for the relationship that you want to have with them, right? Yeah. So if you start off with very low expectations and or they just start like to no exceed expectations. it. Yeah. yeah. Or no expectations at, at all. Then you're like, oh, wow, this guy is actually very good. Like yeah. husband material. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Versus, and then there were ones where I feel like it was like hot fire. Like I, I was so emotional and it was, I would do the things where I knew. I'm like objectively, logically, Janet, this is how you drive someone away. But I would, I couldn't help it and I would mm. do that and then it wouldn't work. It's been a very long time since I've like felt a lot for someone. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel just dead inside right now. <laughs> oh, Janet, Janet, so. <laughs> All right. It sounds like we don't have any other to this question. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So another question we got from a listener was how do you manage the ambiguous stage of dating? I guess like having the conversation when the guys, if the guy is avoiding it. Yeah. Or, or, or like where define the relationship. Exactly. Mm. DTR. Yep. Ross always wants to do in friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Personally for me, you guys know this, I'm pretty forward with what I want. So if I see us going somewhere, I'll be like, I'll ask him, are we exclusive? Like, mm-hmm. are you dating other people? I don't mind if you do, but if I feel a certain way that I want this to be more, I would ask him, like, I would prefer us to be exclusive. And let me know your thoughts. And then so you start by first putting your cards out you're saying this is what i want and then give them yeah because i think within a relationship if you've been dating and you reach a point it's like i i see us i can see us developing into something more then at that point you kind of just suggest like i want us to be exclusive like how Mm -hmm. do you what do you think about Mm -hmm. that i think my previous relationship he brought it up and originally i said hey like i know we're still getting to know each other like you're open to date other people like i'm i'm okay Mm -hmm. with that because like i mean i'm not going to do that but you're welcome to but then I think we reached a point that he was like, I just want us to be exclusive. I'm like, oh, I'm down for that. So it's mutual. And then through that, we like started dating just each other. And I'm also very traditional in the sense that like when there's titles involved, like girlfriend or just dating, I would like it to be asked or talked about before heading to that stage. Like I told him like, if you want to, if we want to be like official, like boyfriend and girlfriend, I prefer for you to ask me. Mm-hmm. I don't want it just to be like, oh, what are we? Oh, you address me as your girlfriend in front of your friends, but mm, yeah, I'd rather yeah. have that conversation. You'd rather not have it just like come out of nowhere where he's like, oh yeah, my girlfriend's coming tomorrow. Yeah, I don't. Like, hope? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your girlfriend? Because I have some girls, like my like my friends are like, oh yeah, like I don't know, like he just says yeah. this. I think, yeah, I guess we are. I'm like, no. I, you need it like I, formally. Yes. Yeah. I want to know what we are. I feel like this is also maybe more of a concern with like modern day dating because mm. now people are dating more than like one person right. at a time even common. like within a day right they'll have like a, a lunch date and a dinner date and who knows yeah. like, <laughs> everything in between but I feel like for me when I was starting to date my boyfriend it felt very and this is a place where maybe I was being a little bit too vulnerable or naive but I always thought that he was like exclusive to me and mm. I would never have to question whether or not he was dating other people but I don't know maybe that's more like that was a couple years ago, so... Yeah. It was a different time, yeah. Right. But also, it's like you probably... You could tell, I think, if you've gone on a few dates with someone, if they are also seeing other people. And this isn't always true, because I... how? How could you tell? Um, I think you get a sense of, like, if they're active, like, if they're active on apps, or, like, just... Have you ever seen someone still on the app as you were dating them? I don't know if I've ever been... 
in a situation where I thought they were not dating. And oh, they, so you always think that there's probably someone else that they're oh, seeing too. In the beginning. But I think I that see. at the moment that like we've been on a couple of dates, okay. if you're continuing to see me and we have a certain connection, then like I assume that you're not seeing other mm, people. Yeah. But it's actually been a, like, it's been a long time since I've reached that point. Like, mm. And I would say that's only on apps too. If it's off app, I almost, I assume you're not seeing one for sure. Mm. I kind of, I think I do too. Like, you know, I, yeah. I assume that it's like mostly just us, but I always like to have the conversation to clarify. Like when, when you met your, were you also meet like dating other people? No, not at all. I, I wasn't even looking for a boyfriend. I was just like, cool, I just moved to LA and uh, <laughs> Dang. I'm being single. Wait, I had a question for you, Helen. So when you and your boyfriend started dating, did you need that formal ask to be a girlfriend? Do you remember? Um, I think that took a little longer in order for that to happen. We were dating on and off, but it was like a a recent breakup for him. So it was a little too soon. Mm -hmm. So I knew that that boyfriend-girlfriend asking would take a little longer than I would have expected. Mm -hmm. Although I knew that like I wanted to be with him and I think he knew he wanted to be with me too. But I, I let him have his time for however much time he needed in order to before he asked me was it like a romantic gesture or was it just like oh like we just a discussion oh god i should remember but i don't <laughs> <laughs> do you like having a formal ass or do you don't care yeah no i think that's still a kind gesture like we we actually don't have uh, an anniversary because i don't know i don't even think he knows when he asked mm-hmm. so yeah i don't think it was like a a big deal when it was asked i can't i actually honestly can't recall and, and i say all the time like let's pretend this is our anniversary day just and we just always forget it every year <laughs> yeah. we just try to celebrate every day you know okay yeah that's a, <laughs> that's a good spin <laughs> <laughs> corny but works <laughs> janet do you like them to ask you or do you rather be like oh go with the flow you know you know i think i think i would also prefer i don't know Jeez, I don't even really remember with my past. I feel like knowing you, you'd want someone to make it very clear like what things are. You would like yeah. to ask. Yeah. I think now, yeah, actually given my dating experience and like the way that the dating uh, environment is nowadays, I feel like it needs to be pretty fucking clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Is it weirder when you're a little bit older too? Because it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. is this like a proposal? But we're just, <laughs> just getting to boyfriend, girlfriend right now? Okay. You get done on one knee while you yeah. be my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually know that's a good, not, it shouldn't be an act, right? Mm. But it should be a clear conversation and maybe a nice, like, I'm taking you out to dinner okay. and a formal, like, personal celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Or personal discussion. I don't so know. Not having all your friends show up like, woo. Oh, no. That's, no, that's fucking weird. No, that's fucking weird. That would be like, wait, are we getting married? Yeah. I don't even know. What's your name? That again? is weird. <laughs> you guys made fun of me when my ex-boyfriend asked me with flowers. Like, is this a proposal? I was like, hey, just asking to be his girlfriend. <laughs> That'd be sweet. I mean, I, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He showed sweet. up like at your work and yeah. knocked on your door window, right? Like, yeah. scared you. He's gonna fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. How about when do you know when it's time to introduce your person you're dating to friends or family this is actually a really good question so my eyelash lady we're pretty close like we every time i'm getting my lashes done it's like a one to two hour session and it's a time for us to catch up like once a month yeah so topic conversation is always like do you have a boyfriend like how's it going (laughs) so she has a boyfriend now and it's been about a month okay and he has a really big family he has like eight siblings so he's going up to sf for Thanksgiving dinner and their boyfriend girlfriend it's confirmed already but he didn't ask her and she's like oh. is that it, she's she's Japanese he's Puerto Rican and she's like is that like a Puerto Rican or American thing to not invite your boyfriend girlfriend to dinner to meet family yeah. mm. I know it's only been a month but I feel like he should ask me 
right? Oh. But for me, I told her, like, I don't think you should take offense to that. I think that's pretty normal because that's a huge investment to yeah. introduce you to a family, like, family members, right? Yeah. Especially during Thanksgiving. That's way huge. Yeah, that is right? a big deal. Yeah. I think okay. in Puerto Rican, I feel like they're very similar to Asian culture. Like, family is a really important thing. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to introduce someone to that, it's like you're saying you're highly, highly committed. For me, if, if I introduce anyone to my family, like, the word's going to spread to everyone that, oh, Mel, mm. she's dating someone who's long-term. She could be her right. husband. I'm like, you're putting pressure on something that I'm not even putting pressure mm. on yet. So it has to be at a moment then where you feel like this guy could be the one. Yeah, I think internally. Well, in I think with my ex-boyfriend, like, we just had a wedding to attend. So it's by chance, like, I just had to introduce him literally a month mm. a month or two after we were, were dating. For me, I think it's an internal feeling, though. I think with you guys, I actually don't remember introducing my ex-boyfriend to you guys, but I think I was just so excited about him. I, like, I wasn't, it's finding the right time to do it, but I mm. wanted you guys to meet him. Yeah. You know? That's how I, I, think, I felt. Yeah, I think, actually, friends and family are different. Mm-hmm. I actually would want to introduce someone to my friends early to figure out if there's chemistry there yeah. to yeah, get sure. engaged from both sides. Even though it would be like a huge like fanfare event. We're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. boyfriend! <laughs> Janet's boyfriend! Wait, when did, how long did you wait, Helen, to introduce? So it's, it's weird because my family, like my parents are in Boston, so they visited Distance. one time and even though that was still early on in our relationship, like we all had dinner. So it was, mm-hmm. it was more like out of the convenience of them mm-hmm. being here. Yeah. But I was like, okay, maybe you should meet them now, even though it's a little too soon, but don't be freaked out. <laughs> yeah. So that went well. But I probably would have waited a little bit longer. When yeah. did you meet his parents? That was definitely a little bit later in our relationship. Maybe almost a couple of months in. But they were down in LA. They're from the Bay. So they came down to LA for one of their events. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, their movie event. Yeah. And that's where I met them. Oh. Yeah. All right. So another one of our questions that came in. Falling for your best guy friends and worrying about ruining the relationship. I feel like that's difficult because here's a guy that you finally find that totally understands you and accepts you for who you are, Uh right? And maybe you're just not that attracted to him. But over time, that attraction can develop if you're like, oh, this guy's a really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you ladies? Okay, let's be honest. I think Janet and I both have really close guy friends in our lives that someone has joked about. Because we talked about this. Yeah. And then I think as other people, like our friends, like notice a connection with our our guy friends. Right, right. And they're like, I don't get, like you both are single. Like you guys both get each other so well. Why isn't there anything developing? Right. And then me and Janet are like, why is anything developing? Like we talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I think you definitely like will think about it. I don't know that I've ever not gone for something because I was worried that it would ruin the friendship. People might think differently, but personally, it's like going back to the first question, like catching feelings. I think sometimes I look at my really close guy friend, I'm like, you know what? We both really get each other. You get me so well. And like, you might get me more than some partners I'm going to have. Like, to be honest, because yeah. you know me for so many years, like my ins and outs. I have considered like, why aren't we dating though? Like, I don't, I mean, you're not bad looking. I'm okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But it's just because, like, I feel like I've been in situations with him where it's, like, things can turn to that side, but it just doesn't go there. I think because both of us know, like, we don't see each other that way at all. And you guys talk about it openly, too, right? Yeah, me and my close guy friend are really open about this because we're just, like, we're, like, best friends. Yeah. But it just, no. It's a mutual feeling. It is. is. A lot of people do wonder, like, is it possible for a guy and a girl to be best friends and not Not have have an attraction for for one another at some point? Actually, it's funny that now I'm saying, I'm like, I don't even call him my best friend, but he's just, like, a really close friend who gets 
gets yeah. to you. But I, I do think guys and girls can be close friends. But we did have a conversation once where I was like, you know, I think the fact that we're both single, that we have each other to lean on to talk to about like everything, we're going to take it for granted once we get partners because that time we have for each other is going to go to someone else. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder how our relationship is going to affect that relationship. Or how your relationship might have to change. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I was telling him that. He's like, no, I know. I was like, yeah. Because I do think about like, man, it's going to suck if like I meet a guy and like here's a guy trying to learn everything about me and for me to also learn about him. But there's also another person, a male person in my life that actually knows me already right yeah. and it's just like i wonder how he would the like, new partner would feel i mean when i was in college i had two guy best friends and i had a boyfriend in another college and i would actually be gone like every weekend and they it, it was like a huge huge dramatic thing where they're like oh where are you helen you like left us you're no longer part of our like tripod we were part of the we were called the tripod because we were all so close and yeah I mean I had to invest time in this relationship that I wanted to build and so I had to be there right and not talking to my close friends about feelings and things that I was going through and all that that's actually like a really sensitive topic for me because I saw them recently and we had like a crying sesh and it was just like yeah like I mean when you invest time in your relationship you're gonna invest less time in other relationships right yeah Yeah. and that's just gonna happen for me, I I don't foresee it going anything more than what it is. What makes our friendship so special is that we're friends. That's why we're so strong as a relationship. But I think our listener is asking, like, falling for your best guy friend. Like, yeah. to be honest, I can't relate to that because I haven't mm, fell yeah. for someone yet. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I, I don't know that I could speak to this person because I also, like, I have had friends where you would question would it turn into something more, but I haven't felt like I fell for them. Mm-hmm. And I would say for our listener, Maybe this is bad advice to give, but I think that if you feel, if you have feelings for someone and there's someone you ha- you have a good friendship with, I would say to have that conversation. Maybe mm-hmm. that's like way, I shouldn't like sway one way or the other, but I think just from my personal experience, it's so hard to like come about having strong emotions for someone that if you have that, you might as well try to see if it goes yeah. anywhere. In high school, I had a guy friend who wasn't a best friend, but it was a good friend. And it was like after prom, we all like a bunch of people stayed up all night and he drove me home and he told me that he liked me and oh, I did not know how to respond. To oh my God, I have a similar story. I think I was just like, oh, that's cool. I'm sorry. I don't know if I, if I like you back the same way. And then from that day on, like, we stopped being it really was close awkward. friends because yeah. it was awkward. So that was, like, the worst situation that could have happened. But now he's, like, happily married to yeah. someone. So it's, I think it's good that he got that off his chest to understand my feelings. Yeah. And so that I wasn't also potentially leading him on by being mm-hmm. a good friend to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, that is, a, I think that's a good, good point to have. Oh, I'm kind of cringing because I <laughs> my, I had a pretty good friend in high school who actually we met because he dated one of my best friends in mm-hmm. junior high. So we had this dynamic or this relationship where I was like very protective of her yeah. and I was kind of a bitch to him. Yeah. And then we had mutual friends in high school that I heard. They were like, you know, he really likes you. And so I went up to him and I just straight out said, hey, I've been hearing people say this is how you're feeling. I don't feel this way back. So I just want to address this and hope we're okay. And I, I still remember feeling like that was such a bitch move and I made it so horrible but because of like he's a really good person and we had more of a humor thing I think it did affect him negatively for a little bit Mm -hmm. but then like we still continued to have a pretty strong friendship and to this day he's someone that will still like we text each other on our birthday and I feel like he's yeah so it worked out but despite me making the I would not suggest women do that (laughs) that's probably why I'm single still but you know know, I still think about it's like for example let's say our listener were to tell her best guy friend that she has feelings and let's say things don't go the way she expected I think in a way it's like maybe that person who's your best friend now is not supposed to be your best friend five years later and like that relation was supposed to fall out anyway for you to find someone even 
greater That's in your true. life. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but or maybe if she were to take the other other way of not telling him, maybe this is just a certain part of her life that it'll just pass and when she meets someone else that she's drawn to and right, she'll still right. have that friendship. So it's like mm-hmm. whatever decision you decide to make, everything's gonna be okay because like yeah. your life is gonna plan out in the way that it's supposed right. to be. Right. Yeah. So don't regret. Yeah. But if you're feeling like you really want to have that conversation and share that, then do it and don't regret what happens. And also if you feel like you really don't want to, don't don't like dwell on that either. So the next question here is, um, I don't know why it's under single and dealing. I think that was a topic. (laughs) Or maybe non-married. Non-married, okay. (laughs) Are you at the point of time in life where friends are having kids? Do you feel the time crunch? Ladies, 30 and over ladies, I will direct this to you guys. I am feeling it. I am feeling it. And I think it's because I went to a wedding recently and... Someone there, she's 37 now. Mm -hmm. She has a boyfriend who's a lot younger than her. I think he's in his late 20s. Mm -hmm. But she was telling me how her ovulation cycle is like super short now. I'm not sure how she can actually track that Mm -hmm. or measure that. I think she was saying that they can only try like once a month. So she's not married, Mm -hmm. but she's just like, I know my body is getting older and Mm -hmm. I want to have a baby. So I'd rather try now and have a baby and then get married later. And that actually got me thinking too, because for me, I'm like, okay, I want two kids by, I don't know, by like 35 yeah, or 36, right? At the latest probably. Because I think when you hit 36, that's when you're like high risk. For I think 35. 35 is, that, is yeah. high risk now. So then I'm like, okay, well, let's think backwards. That's like, if I can engage, that's like a year to plan a marriage. And then marriage, you probably want to have like a year of like marriage life and then have a kid. And that takes another nine months. So that's yeah. like three years out from when you get engaged right and i'm 30 turning 31 this year so that'll be 34 if i get engaged like on my birthday (laughs) but yeah that's gonna be three years i'll be 34 to have my first kid and then i guess yeah 36 so it's starting to that that time period starting thinking ahead is starting to really truncate yeah, I was actually yeah. going to say, I don't, I'm older, I'm 33, so a lot of my friends, I actually, I just went to a baby shower this weekend, and everyone's like married after the first kid, now moving on almost to the second, and for the longest time, I didn't feel personal pressure, I definitely think that being around that reconfirmed for me that that is a future that I want, mm-hmm. but then I had a moment today when I was like eating lunch, and I realized like, I had told myself I would not freak out unless I haven't met someone by like 35, because I was even working backwards, I'm like, I think having kids in your late 30s, because my mom had, or my sister when she was like 36 or 37 mm-hmm. I was like you know it's, it's fine it's still medically possible and everything and genetically for me if my mom like there's a higher likelihood that that would work for me as well but then that means that I have to meet someone and marry probably yeah like I, I said 35 would be the year that if I haven't met someone I would kind of maybe freak out mm-hmm. and that gives me two years and I know there's like the one perspective where you're like oh you don't know you can meet someone tomorrow yeah I could but then I could also not because that's how the last two years of my life <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't know. I go back and forth between being like, oh, no, it's fine. I have lots of time to like, oh, my God. I, yeah, time is passing very quickly. And, and it's like less about societal pressures yes. on you versus like this is your Self. actual body. Yeah, yeah. Self-plan and, yeah, and biology too. Right. I, I do think that, yeah. At what age do you think? Because egg freezing is like a really popular thing nowadays, yeah. right? Because people are having babies a lot later in life. Right, Even right. though our biological clock hasn't really changed much, I don't think. Yeah. So at what point do you think you would start freezing your eggs? That is, you know, I've actually like never really thought about that. I mean, I've, because it was a popular topic, yeah. I always, I didn't think about it personally though. Okay, say if I am 37 and still single, meaning I haven't met someone, then I think I would start considering. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Real stuff that women have to deal with that men will never understand. (laughs) Yep. Mel? (laughs) 
<laughs> you ready to have babies? No. That's something I was mm. thinking about. Is I was talking to my mom on the phone, and I was like, because I fantasize about, you guys know this, I fantasize about my wedding, my babies, and then my mom said to me, she's like, honestly, if you tell me you don't want to have kids, I'm actually okay with that. Mm. I was like, what? Oh. Part of me was like, no, you should want me to have kids, because I want to have kids for, like, I want you to be a grandma. Like, I want that for you and, and also for me. But I think because right now I'm still in my, like, my later 20s. Right now I'm seeking as, like, a serious relationship. And I want, like, a partnership more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, the idea of a, of a child is, like, they're fun, they're adorable, but it's just, like, I, the responsibility of it doesn't seem like something I could take on right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm so well aware of that, that the next thing I could see myself investing in is a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I don't feel a lot of pressure yet, but I do mm-hmm. feel like I'm at the age now where it's, like, all right, I think it's time for me to be in a relationship to experience that. Because yeah. it's been... Do you, so you, do you feel the pressure then of finding a partner? No. Yes, you do. I mean, <laughs> on Friday, because I said there's going to be guys Jeez, husband there. hunting. <laughs> it's more like, I just for myself personally, I just want to, like, I would like to be in a relationship. It'd be yeah. nice. But you I don't, don't feel, you don't feel societal pressure. Nope. And also for you personally, you're kind of, you want it now, but you don't feel like scared if you're not yeah, ha- having a partner. Because to be honest, like, I'm the youngest out of you two. That's true, because you hang out with older people. I hang out with so. you guys, and a lot of my friends are in their 30s, and I feel like, oh, they're so single. I could, yeah. I could be too. I was oh, thinking use that me too. as an example. Yeah, she's <laughs> totally using you as an example. It's like, oh, Janet's single. I, I could be single. I right now. you know. Oh no. But I think I would feel it. I would feel more pressure if I hit twenty nine. Yeah. Because I do want to get married when I'm thirty three or thirty one. So just like for me, what I count back is like, okay, I would ideally want to be with my boyfriend for like a year and then live with him for a year and then mm. get engaged. That's like already three years. Yeah. I've already moved past that. I don't. I was like, if I meet someone at the right time, I could see like, an engagement in like six months to a year. Damn. Yeah. I actually could yeah. see that out for you too. Because yeah. I think as you get older, like parts of your life solidify. So it's there's less to kind of like figure out if you're compatible, I guess. That's I true. Because mm. I think one thing you realize as you get older is like when everything else in your life seems kind of consistent and solid you look towards the other thing like for me it's like i think i'm still trying to like get get a hold of my new position down and i feel like i'm getting there once that's down i'm like all right what's the next thing for me it's a relationship i think that's exactly where i am right now because with work i feel like that's been super stable with like relationship it's super stable and i'm kind of just like everyone else around me is getting married having kids actually before this year i was not even thinking about kids Mm -hmm. i was just like all right cool yeah we're just like going along with our day and like you know having a good relationship on all that and now i think having that conversation with that one woman who's 37 Mm -hmm. and thinking about having kids i'm like i actually really respect that you can have a kid first before getting married i know society is like oh you shouldn't do that you should get married first and i think it's also a religious thing right right where you should be married before having kids but a part of me is like i'd rather eat chips and and stuff my face with ice cream and have a baby rather than like trying to get all fit and (laughs) <laughs> you know plan for a You'd wedding you'd rather be pregnant than uh, <laughs> yeah. bridezilla Actually, part of me is like I'd rather be pregnant yeah. than plan for a wedding that seems too stressful <laughs> Jay, I'm like wedding number one I know like, I'm like no I never thought that I would be this way but I'm actually feeling <laughs> that way right now And that wraps our episode today on modern day dating. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who wrote in with questions and subtopics. Um, and if there are any other questions that you guys have, you can always reach out. I'm sure we'll you know cover more of this topic in later episodes as well. Also, we have talked about sex and dating in the past. So we have two episodes that you can refer back to. Episode 5, 20-something girls versus 30-something women, part 2, sex and dating in parentheses. 
And then we had episode 19, Does Your Personality Fit My Vagina? Which is, <laughs> which is about first dates and what you like or don't like for a guy to do on the first date. And we're also active on social media, so you can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Asian Boss Girl. If you liked today's episode, leave a heart emoji on our most recent Instagram post. And make sure to hit that subscribe button. We are on iTunes, freshly on Spotify now, <laughs> Google Play, Overcast, and um, all other podcasting platforms. So we'll catch you guys again next week. Bye! Bye.